the way that I've always defined calling is when your greatest burdens collide with your greatest passions. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. moments where I've listened back to some of the incredible conversations over the last couple of months, and I can't help but want to share them with you again. The Places Between really is a community that exists to help people learn to thrive in transitions. You know, the Places Between. We can all relate to transitioning in life. Sometimes it's for new work. Sometimes it's within relationships or where we actually physically find ourselves. But when we don't believe the promises of God are actually real and for us, or even relevant to where we are today, it can become super hard to keep going and stay in our stories. Last week, I talked about limiting beliefs. I think that's the first step to thriving in transitions. Just because certain things or expectations of ours aren't happening doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. A lot of times he really desires to be in a relationship with us. This means enjoying the process. And like my friend Naroop said earlier this season, if God were to show us what he was calling us into or where he was taking us, Perhaps we'd be so freaked out that we wouldn't do it, or we wouldn't believe that God actually wanted to take us there. So for today, I simply want to leave some reminders for you from friends along the journey who have also gotten to dance through life with Jesus at their center. Figuring out the next steps in life can be hard at any age. But rest assured that we serve a loving Father who wants us to get to where we're supposed to get even more than we want to get there. Do you believe it? As you dive in today to more practical advice on identifying your calling and where you're going next, take time to enjoy the journey. Here's some highlights as we look back. The way that I've always defined calling is when your greatest burdens collide mm. with your greatest passions. Yeah. Because you have this heartbreak over something that's going wrong or going on in the world that you want to be part of the solution, like you just talked about. Right. Kind of pushing against like status quo. Um, yeah. And then you have this passion for whether it's speaking or events or 
helping single moms or just yep. whatever it looks like and those colliding. Right. It just awakens this passion that you've never found before when you really are able to unveil your heart and be like, what have, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? God's put it there for a reason and I have no reason to fear. And it's not going to be an easy journey to get there, but it's worth giving up our lives for when we really do find our true. Like, how did you come to a place of being like, I have no reason to fear. Is there anything that backs that up? Sir? I think when we just have to imagine our greatest fears in our hearts and something that has always just been key to my heart. And I think we'll all kind of find a story um, within scripture that we can resonate with. For me, with Esther 414, she's faced with the worst fear and it's death. And she had to be okay with that. And I think with when we're able to imagine, okay, like if I'm going to die or if I'm not going to have enough money for groceries next week, if that does happen, is that okay? And I think if we're able to surrender that outcome, and it, and so it, it could easily happen like that, but to know that you're living out a cause that you were born to do, and there's nothing better. Those that are praying about, will God use me, or I don't know what to do, or they haven't quite found their calling yet, like how you would encourage them. I mean, I think that is a big thing of coming before the Lord with like hands open saying like, yeah. God, use me. One of the best advices my dad ever gave me. So I'm graduating from college. I'm, I'm getting out of Trinity. I'm, I'm an accounting major. And I'm telling my dad, you know, dad, I, I don't know what I want to do. I was telling my dad, like, dad, I would love to, I would love to write and I would love to travel and speak. And I'd love to run businesses and I'd love to be an entrepreneur. And I'd love to be part of this and do that and do missions. And there was a short stint where I wanted to be a stand-up comic and then one day be a talk show host. I'm like, I want to do all these different things. Totally. And I was telling my dad, my dad just gave me this practical advice. He just said, write down everything you want to do. Just write it down on a sheet of paper. So I go home and I, you know, I write down all these things I want to do. And I'm doing, I mean, realistic stuff, you know, like play for the NBA. Like that one was off the list. I realized I'm not going to play in the NBA. So I write down all these things that I want to do. And then I came back and my dad said, He gave me two pieces of advice. He said, number one, he said, what's your vision statement for your life? Write down your vision statement for your life. And then he said, what's the one thing you can do that'll let you do everything you want to do? And so I came up with my vision statement, which was that I believe that God has called me to awaken the potential in every person and unleash them into kingdom play. Every person I meet, I'm trying to awaken their potential of what God can do in them and speak life into them and hope into them. And I'm talking from the waiter at a restaurant, to the barista at Starbucks or wherever I go, and even in our church, I'm trying to awaken, what can God do in your life? Practical advice, I would say, just write it out. Write out, God, what is it I want to do? And I think sometimes people are so afraid to just be honest with God. Hmm. Like, just be honest with God. Like, what do you want to do? My children have no problem telling me what they want. And I don't always give it to them. Like my four-year-old will wake me up at 2 a.m. because he wants candy. Yeah. No joke. The other night he wakes up because he wants star, Starburst at 2 a.m. Like, no, but, but he has no hesitation to tell me right. what he wants. Like, so I think I would encourage people, whoever's listening right now, whether you're a Christian mm-hmm. or not, just tell God, God, this is what I want. Just write it out mm-hmm. what you want. And then look at that list and ask yourself, with my life and my personality, with my Enneagram and my, you know, whatever, with my, with my family of origin, 
like write down a vision statement, write down your vision statement for your life and then begin pursuing what's the one thing I could do where all of this could happen in God's timing. That's the key, right? God's going to unfold in his timing. And there is nothing, there is nothing like it on earth to know that you are living exactly where God wants you to be. Amen. What I found in scripture is that God is willing to use anyone Mm -hmm. who makes themselves available and who makes themselves humble. You will humble yourself and you'll say, God, I'm available. And I think God will use you in in ways that you can't even imagine. God is such a good, good father. And I think that somewhere along, unfortunately, because humanity is broken, somewhere along the path of our our lives, we get mixed up with thinking that like God isn't really that good. Your ability to see things for what they are and admit like their broken state, but also know that God has a plan to redeem literally everything. And while it might not be this side of heaven, a lot of those experiences are. At that point, it had been years since I had really spoken to the Lord, but there was still that thing in me where I'm like, anytime I would get in his proximity, I'm like, he didn't change his mind about me because I'd feel the same, like through the years. Like even when I'd be like doing drugs at a party, like I would feel this like, Hey, are you ready yet? Are you done with this? And I'd be like, nope, not yet. Wow. Yeah. And like, people are like, I think people have this idea that God stays away from you until you give your life to him, or you can't hear his voice until you've prayed a prayer, you've been trained by so-and-so, but it's like, he talks to all of us all the time. He's pursuing everyone from day one. As you go on this journey with faithful workouts, you said, be real. And I said, thank you. I like that word. Like if you told me be perfect or be, you know, this way or that way. But when he said, just be real, I was like, yes, I like that word. You know, um, that self-hate comes from expectation is here. Reality's here. And that gap causes us to be stressed and to not be able to see the beauty in that we are because we think I should be living, I should be looking, I should be up here, but no one does that. No one can live that way. And so when we finally get to this place of saying, you know what, I'm a flawed human, I will never have a perfect body and that's okay. You know, I am just, there's a scripture verse that one night wrecked me and it's just, all I want to be is who Christ Jesus saved me to be. Mm. That's all I want. I don't need to be more than that. I don't need to be a swimsuit model by any means, you know? I just want to be who Christ Jesus saved me to be. And so then my reality is if each day I come into it saying, God, help me today be who you created me to be, made a mistake, that's okay. Made a mistake, that's okay, you know? And so you then can learn to see that I am beautiful. I am his, he loves me. I would get in proximity with God's presence. And what I would feel more than anything else was purpose and significant. Focusing on the goodness of God's character, despite what we're going through, despite how hard it is. And even in the seasons where we're like struggling with belief that God's really for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a really big one for a lot of my conversations lately is like focusing on the character of God and asking him to show me evidence of your goodness and your faithfulness. Amen. That's so good. During some of those seasons in years of my life, I would ask the Holy Spirit to help me believe it. Any words that you would like to share with somebody that's listening, perhaps they feel forgotten by God and they've been 
in some really tragic moments, how would you encourage somebody to stay in their journey? I would say to stay in your journey means to let God ride it out with you, right? Like let Him meet you where you are. You don't even have to search for Him. He's there. And realizing that you're not in this alone and in any transition and any place in between that you're in, the reality is, is that you're not alone. And what you're scared of, God's already there assuring you He's there, right? He's got you. I would encourage you that if you are in any season of loneliness or sorrow or suffering, first be reminded that God is present with you and that God is in the journey with you and God has not left you. God has not abandoned you. God has not forsaken you. God is present with you. And to know that wherever you are, that God is in the midst of doing something. You are in a, in the space in between. And in this place, God is doing something that he will not do in the next season. Yeah. Also be reminded that as you're in the midst of this, it's just a reminder that this world is not how God wanted it to be. And if you can find a way in community, the enemy wants to get you alone. You know, the enemy wants to isolate you. He always wants to isolate you and draw you away from God and draw you away from community. But if you would just fight, fight with the Holy Spirit inside of you to stay connected in community, to be honest and vulnerable with, with what you need in this season and praise and worship in the season of suffering the praise you give God in suffering is the one kind of praise you cannot give him in eternity because there'll be no suffering in eternity. But here you can give it to him now. If the enemy wants to keep you alone, don't walk alone, be with people, be surrounded by people, keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. Celebrate the little wins. If all you could do today was just get up and put on makeup and praise God, that's a win. If all you could do today was, you know, pray three words, you know, Jesus, I love you. And that's it. That's great. That's a win. So celebrate those little wins. God is working. God's on your behalf. And just make yourself available to people. You know, do not believe the lie that or that God has abandoned you and the people of God have abandoned you because you're not alone. And, and God will show you that if you would present yourself to him and to others, that God will bring amazing healing in your heart. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. There is nothing that you're going through that God hasn't seen. You know, there's no sin that you're doing that God doesn't know. And there's no hard place that God hasn't already seen us go through. And, you know, for me, I rest assured in that fact that we serve a father. He's our father. Like he wants to provide. He wants to protect all those things that a father, that we want our earthly fathers to do, God's doing. And whether you want to believe it or not, or accept it or not, depending on where you're at, he's there and whatever that looks like, whether you're singled or married, like mm-hmm. the God, God is still God. And God is still your father and protector. And he, you know, Elroy, the God that sees. Oh, that's really oh. gets me through everything, right? Elroy, the God who sees me where I am. Ugly, not ugly, beautiful, whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. that is today, right? In that moment today, because what today is, is not tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say is just, you know, be, be confident in the God that you serve. So often we feel we have to put on our our mask and go into the world and, and look perfect and always smile and it's it's just exhausting to live outside of your your realness and mm-hmm. uh, I think people are drawn to real yeah absolutely we just want you to learn how to love God because I'm confident that once you once you abide in the love of God and you're in that place everything is going to change and it's like I don't have to be afraid of cleaning you up or your mess. Like I'm confident that if you meet Jesus, if we get you in a room with him, 
Yeah. You're going to leave different without that. anyone telling you anything. Anyone that's in between places usually means God's about to do something awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. here cheering you on, friend. You just finished another episode of the Places Between podcast. If you want to access more, be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests, episode sponsors, upcoming retreats, and more. Like Stay in the Story, a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey. 